Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. Hi, this is Rashad McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversation. He is on the phone. I know because we just crack jokes together. My next guest had a 14-year had a NFL career as a quarterback and a very good Pro Bowl quarterback. Mind. He was a number one pick in the NFL draft, and you know, number one. Since retirement, he is the founder of Bledsoe Capital Group and co-founder of Doubleback Winery in Walla Walla Valley in the state of Washington. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Drew Bledsoe. Good morning, Rashawn. How are you, man? Drew, you got that, man. You got that... That's a cold voice, Drew. Hey, man, you, this is, uh, you know, you know, it's uh, it's 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 not early out here, but we we got in really late last night from uh, okay. spring break trip with the family, so it feels okay. a little early. So I got my coffee going, but I don't know. I kind of like the morning voice. You know, you're on the it's, it's you know, on, the, on, hey, the, hey, on the radio. I can, I can borrow that voice. morning voice from you sometimes, Drew. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Hey, Drew, before we get started, man, I was looking at your bio. I know you're the big name, but I got to give some props to your wife. Uh, you know, she she plays a major role in the winery. Uh, can you tell my listeners exactly the role she plays in the business? Yeah, you know, it's it's really enjoyable for us to be able to work together on this project. You know, when I, when I was playing football, it was all about me. Right. You know, and, and and for and for us, after I retired, we were able to do this together. Mm-hmm. And she has a huge imp, a huge impact on our business in multiple ways. She's uh, she serves as a, as a you know a board member, um, helps us direct what we're doing, uh, both from what we're making, how we're selling, you know, what, how we're going to market. Uh, and then the other thing she does that, that's, that's hugely important is she's got a great palate. So when we do our blending trials to figure out what's ultimately going to go into a bottle of wine, she, mm. gets, the final, she gets the final vote. Um, and so far, she's, uh, she's done a great job. So, so that uh, I don't want to slow everybody down because, you know, somehow you come from that audience of beer drinkers. That's your fan base. And now you're in the wine business. Is that is that something that's part of your, your history or something that you got into as you were playing football, looking at the next step in your life? Can you give us a little background on why you are in the winery business? Yeah, yeah, you know, because you, you're 100% right. So I, mean, I grew up, in, I grew up in, in wheat farming country, and then I went to school at Washington State University. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is beer drinking country, and it's... And, <laughs> and, and it's, and it's uh, 
you know, and the same thing, you know, with the, with the fan base in the NFL. But uh, the thing that, that, that happened, though, when, when I got into the league and, yes, and uh, is that I, I discovered that there were a lot of, uh, a lot of guys on my team, especially early on with the Patriots, that really wanted to try something different. And so we started drinking wine and talking about it. And, mm. and, the, and the thing that would surprise most people is the guys that, that got into it the most with me were linebackers. You know, so, you know Teddy Bruschi and Ted Johnson and Mike Brabel and, and then uh, my, you know, a couple of my linemen, Bruce Armstrong, the big wine guy. And love still, Teddy Bruschi. Yeah. Mike oh, Brabel. Yeah, love absolutely. those guys, man. Well, Bruce Armstrong should be in the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but that's another subject for another mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd, you'd be kind of surprised that we would get together, and I would tell those guys to bring over a fancy bottle of wine, and I would bring something from my little hometown out here in Walla Walla. Right. And we would put them in paper bags, and we would blind taste them, you know, just being complete, you know, wine dorks and, and uh so these tough, them, but, these tough football players. Oh, you know? absolutely. Oh, you would, yeah, you would. Because be you said linebackers. You know, linebackers, they move forward. They don't move backwards and they play they football. They don't. And, but then all of a sudden you got one of these big tough guys with his little pinky finger out, <laughs> swirling wine in a wine glass. But, but the cool thing, when we did that, I would bring some wine from my hometown and we would yes, put sir. them in paper bags and we would win. You mm-hmm. know, but I would bring these, these wines that, that nobody had ever heard of and we would win the competition. So that. That kind of got my mind working and thinking right. maybe that would be a that would be a potential career after I was done uh, playing. Okay, ball. now now that's you hanging out with the fellows. Now, when did you move your wife into saying, okay, I think we may have something? Was was she the you know because you know I'm married, so I know the the, the role that a wife can play because there's sometimes the light bulb will go off faster with them than with me sometimes, you know. So how how did she come into play? Because like you said, when it comes to running the business, the board, the palette. How does she play a role in that next step? Well, uh, you know, the biggest, the biggest thing, and, and she and I both had this, this same fear, uh, because we had seen people as they've made that transition out yes, of sir. professional sports and into mm-hmm. the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of guys that really struggled with that. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I looked at, um, at that, it was, I mean, it was scary. You know, I was in the middle of my career, and, you know, but you know, playing professional sports. I mean, it is it's the coolest thing you could ever possibly do. Man, <laughs> I loved every I loved every second of it, and I'd go back and do it all over again. But one of the the hard parts is that that, that if you're really really fortunate, which I was, you get to play until your mid thirties, and right. then they show you the door, and and, and you you've got to figure out what to do with the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, we're both both afraid of that. I, and, and she, uh, when I when I first of all when I retired from football, she challenged me really hard. Uh, as to whether I was ready to to retire, whether I was ready to not do that anymore, mm-hmm. um, she she pushed back on me really hard. But then once I did, um, you know, I think we both knew that uh, that I was going to need to be, um, you know, I was going to need to be productive. I was going to need to have something that that was engaging to me, you know, and uh, and so she was entirely supportive of 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 uh, you know this wine business. And plus, you know, it's it's enjoyable and something that she was passionate about right. uh, as well. So. Mm-hmm. It worked out really well, and then the you know, the other part is that she she just she knew I was going to be I have to be out of the house, or she was going to kill me. <laughs> you know, if I was around too much, if I was around too much, it was not going to work very well. So, um, but uh, no, it was really a thing that we that we designed and built and and grew together, and and now we have a lot of fun with it. Okay, great. Uh, before we go uh, any further, I want to talk. I read this big old article on uh, it was on ESPN.com. It was talking about NBA players how they have an affection for wine. And it was really, and, I, and to hear you talk, so it's really, I, I like bringing it up because you, athletes in general have this certain vision of being tough or being a guy that, you know, you use the words man's man. And, and when you hear wine, you know, my wife's a big wine drinker. 
you know, I got, you know, she, 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 she looks at it from a certain different, a, a different angle. And when I, when you, you hear that, when I got excited about the whole prospect of, you know, you're know, talking about LeBron James, Chris Paul, all these are big time wine drinkers. When you, I don't know if you're familiar with that story. Does that, when you hear stories like they get out there, does it help your, your brand? Does it help your industry? And how do you use that to like market? Or can you use that to market your, your brand? 100%. And we encourage, you know, now, you know, one of the, one of the reasons, you know, that, that guys are, are, uh, are going that direction, yes, sir. Because it's it, it's healthier. It's it's actually good for you. And there's some studies out there. I mean, there there's a, there's a, 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 a recent study that 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 needs to be shared everywhere. That if you drink more wine, you live longer. Um, and uh, so, uh, so so you know, so I need of, I need to catch up with my wife. That's what you're saying. Abs- ab- absolutely. <laughs> other, other, yeah. You know you don't want her you don't want her to be lonely. You know, so so you got to live as long as she does. So you got to drink a lot of wine. Because she gonna have some money now. She gonna have some money. That's a sad point. I I, I am officially gonna start sampling with her from now on. My friend. There you go. I love it. I love it. But uh, no, it's it's extremely helpful for our business. Matter of fact, LeBron. Uh, Took uh, took great care of me. A, a, what a year and a half ago, during the playoffs, there was a they, they, uh, the NFL. I think it was NBC did a little uh, did a little blurb on our winery, and uh, LeBron sent uh, sent a tweet asking me for some wine, and and uh, awesome. that that that, that awesome. certainly it certainly helped some sales. So I I obviously sent him off a couple bottles to uh, to try and. Uh, but yeah, it's no, it's definitely beneficial, and and um, you know, it's a just it's an it's an interesting beverage. It's different, you know, at least to me, it's different from. Uh, from beer, whiskey, it's just it's it's got a, a complexity and some you know, interesting aspects to it, and it just really it really elevates a meal when you sit down and have a glass. Now, of wine I, I know I know you're in the big in the Washington, which is the northwest part of the country. Uh, C.J. McCullum, Portland Trail Blazer, is a big wine drinker, and uh, Damian Leonard. They was in that same article, so just letting you know, LeBron way over in Cleveland, some some boys right down in Oregon. You might want to drop a couple of bottles of wine because it's a big wine drink. Because I know it's all about relationship. And that social media is so powerful. You can take those screenshots and just share them and all that good stuff. So that's a that's a big move by LeBron because he is by far the most powerful athlete in in the world in the in the in the sport of football, in the sport of basketball, in the sport of baseball that america has to offer so let's talk about your 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 vineyards my friend you and uh and you launched uh double back and the state focused winery that produces world-class uh cabernet from the walla walla valley so is it about the soil because i i I was doing my research i was was trying to get ready for you drew i was trying to get ready for you man yeah no it's it is it's it's about two things it's about your soil and about your weather Mm -hmm. um and our our little valley has a it's it's too long for this segment, but our little valley has a really interesting um, uh, geological history. Mm-hmm, uh, there's mm-hmm. some huge floods. We got two breaks now. We got two breaks, Drew. So you can talk now. Okay. We got two breaks. Well, there, we had, there were there were some uh, these these uh, there were some floods that happened during the last ice age. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a massive lake that backed up behind an ice dam, and, and every 40 years or so, that ice dam would break, and we had floods that came across the the Pacific Northwest that were cataclysmic, cataclysmic in nature. I mean, it is these massive, massive floods. Mm-hmm. When that happened, uh, there was a, a cliff band just outside of the valley, and it pushed all this sedimentary, all this water up into the, our valley, and all this mm-hmm. sediment dropped out. So we've got this really deep, very mineral-rich soil. Mm-hmm. And then because, you know, most of the people that, that have not spent time in the Northwest, all you, all you think about is all the rain in Seattle and Portland. But what, what happens is you do, you've got the Cascade Mountains, and that traps all that rain on the mm-hmm. coast. In our climate, we're in a, we're in a high desert climate. Mm. 
Mm. Um, and so what we get are these long, hot summer days. We get really cool nights, and we've got this deep, porous soil with, you know, with, uh, you know, rainfall that only happens in the winter. In the summertime, we can control it. And so you just have all this confluence of events mm-hmm. uh, that allows us uh, to grow some of the best wine grapes in the entire world. That so soil and the and the, and the background of where you came from is really what makes this work. Now you have, is, you have yeah. you, so you have two two different wineries. You have the the Bledsoe Family Winery, and you have a sister project called the Double Back Winery. Yeah. So what we did when we started the business, you know, yes, everything sir? that we do is designed to go into Double Back Cabernet. We're trying to make this wine compete on a national stage, and we've we've established that we can do that, uh, and even on an international stage. You know, our our, our the, the wine will hold up against against any wine in the world. So every grape that comes in the building is we're, we're intending to go into doubleback. Mm-hmm. But when you bring, you know, when you go to your blending trials and when my wife and I sit down and do blending trials with our winemaker, there's a certain amount of wine that doesn't make the cut, uh, that doesn't, you know, it's just not stylistically, you know, uh, fit doesn't quite fit with doubleback. Well, we initially, we just, we needed a place for that wine to go rather than just dumping it down the drain or, or you know, selling it to somebody that put it in a, in a cheap, uh, some other cheap label. And so we started uh, the mm. family winery, mm-hmm. so that now we have we can we can bring in even more fruit and be more selective with what goes into doubleback, uh, without having to just you know eat the financial loss of the uh, of the other wines. Then it's also it's also allowed us to to experiment with some other varietals. You know, we're doing a little bit of Chardonnay, we do a little Syrah, we we started doing some Rosé this last year. Uh, and those all go under the family wine label. Don't, don't go into the wine. That's my next break because I want to go down yeah. with. The, the, uh, I want to go down each wine so you can tell us about each wine. But also, I want to educate my audience on what wine goes with what food because the fact that I just be looking at my wife, she just be, oh that's seafood, I gotta have this. Oh that steak, I gotta have this. And I go, okay, I just have some water, sir. Just give me some water. <laughs> but but the, the the thing that I really was was admired about the whole process of just just seeing you making this transition because it's so important, like you said, that so many athletes, you hear the sad stories. And I wanted to get you on my show because you're not a sad story. You're a family guy. I, I love the fact that your wife is engaged in the business. And I, I, I call you a power couple. You know, I, I'd love to get her on the show one day. Just interview her because she's important to the process because she's a voice. Like you said, you used to be the big name. Now you guys are shared big name. And so I want to talk a little bit more about the, the wines uh, at, at, at the Bledsoe. I want to talk about the wines at the Double Back. We'll be back with more with Drew Bledsoe. Thank you. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm back with Money Making Conversations. On the phone, I have a 14-year NFL quarterback. Uh, he was the number one pick in the NFL draft. He retired and became founder of the Bledsoe, Bledsoe uh, Capital Group and co-founder of the Double Back Winery in Walla Walla Valley in the state of Washington. Please welcome back to Money Making Conversations, Drew Bledsoe. Hey, Drew, how you doing? Oh, man, so good. Okay, hey, Drew, before we let's start making some money now. Let's talk about money. You have a wine club. Tell everybody about this wine club because it was something that you guys started, and it's uh, it's it's in a lot of ways revolutionary because people can get wine on a monthly basis. Please explain. Yeah, yeah. No, what we wanted to do, we wanted to make it easier for people. If you know, if you just want, uh, if you know that you uh, that you like what we do, and and uh, you don't want us to bug you all the time with with emails and deciding what to order. Uh, you can sign up on our, our wine club on, on at, at um, the Bledsoe Family Winery, and uh, twice a year we'll just we'll ship we'll ship wine to you. So, and with that you get uh, you get a a, um, a variety. You'll get our our uh, rosé, chardonnay, mm-hmm. uh, some syrah, and and also some uh, some cabernet. Uh, don't have to think about it. Just will arrive at your door um, twice a year. 
Okay, now how do they sign up for the wine club? Because you go know, to, uh, <laughs> uh, Bled- yeah, thank you. No, you go to BledsoeFamilyWinery.com. dot uh, com. If you just uh, if you just search search my name, Drew Bledsoe, and wine, it'll it'll pop up. Look at that. Search his name and wine, it just pop up. I just love it. This is man who knows. You know, the, the, we, we was all fair just talking about how proud uh, we we are of what you're doing because. That's the big negative spirit about athletes. You know, when they, you know, you hear more negative story than positive story. And you're a positive story. And, and that's, that's a, when I created Money Making Conversation, one of the goals was to show the next step of athletes who prepare. What, what time, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, you know, the light bulb, you know, looking at other players. Was that the key to saying, I better have my act together when I, when they kick me out of this league? You know, it was, um, you know, I mean, it was. I mean, it, there's there's a, a definite fear component to that. You know, you you know, you have a, uh, a successful life and, and a successful career and and, uh, and a significant head start in life, and mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to screw it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and so there's a fear component to it. But then I also, you know, I mean, for me, um, you know, I really wanted to find something that I could learn about, something that could be engaging to me, that that uh, that got me excited about getting out of bed in the morning and. Mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I've been retired from the league for for uh, you know over a decade now, and um, I haven't. I can't recall a morning where I got up in the morning and tried to figure out, man, what am I going to do today? I'm going to be bored. <laughs> um, it's, it's been it's been engaging. I got to talk to Rashawn. I got to talk to Rashawn. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, uh, you know, so it's been. Uh, but there's there's a there. It was probably it was probably about halfway through my career. I started in in football. I started to think about what was next. Mm-hmm. Uh, and started to plan for that and started to f- try to figure out what that looked like. And so when I did uh, decide to retire after the 2006 season, it wasn't, I wasn't leaving football because I didn't want to play football anymore. I still love football to this day, but I was ready to execute on the, the, the plan for the next phase. Congratulations. And, and, go, uh, and, and go try something new. And, and, uh, and it's, been, it's been everything that I wanted it to be and a whole bunch of things I had no idea it was going to be. It's been stressful and hard and hiring people and mm-hmm. you know transitioning away from uh, from certain employees and then you know shaping the business cool. and let's talk about that uh, double back winery it's four state ve- uh, venues out there on the yep. uh, double uh, McQueen Bob Haley Lafour and the flying bee in Walla Walla Valley uh, the does different wine uh, 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 grapes come from each estate or yes mm-hmm. yes yeah what uh, yeah it, it, it's really Amazing! We, we, if you get out there and, uh, and we did this, we did this with it. We did the, we did. Oh, the, the the valley is spectacularly beautiful. If, if if you really like wine and you want to, I tell people if you want to go to the Walla Walla Valley, it's like getting in a time machine and going back in time about forty or fifty years. Man, it's still just farmers and pick, pickup trucks and uh, you know all of that. And the, but the wines are fantastic. But but the thing that's really striking to to if you go out into the vineyard and we just did this recently with a group. You go the the wineries there. Excuse me, the vineyards are not very far apart. You know, mm-hmm. from uh, McQueen to Bob Healy is less than a mile, and and mm-hmm. and uh, down to Lafour is less than a mile. But they're different elevations, different soil types, and the wines are really really unique off of each property. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that allows us to have some um, some versatility when we do our blending trials to 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 try and balance the wines and make them more interesting. Uh, it also gives us um, also gives us some flexibility depending on how hot the weather is in the summer if it's a it's a, a, a warmer vintage. Mm-hmm. Uh, McQueen generally ripens a little bit later. It's a little bit cooler side. If it's a cooler vintage, then some of the lower vineyards uh, ripen more quickly. Cool. You have, uh, you have three wines I want to bring up. The Estate Reserve, the uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, and the Chardonnay. Yep. Okay. 
all three of these are different, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay, let's talk. Let's start with the estate reserve. So the estate reserve, we don't make very much of that, and that would be, if you want to put it in, in football terms, that that those that would be the NBA All Star Game. Celebration. That's a celebration. It would be the Pro Bowl. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. anybody that's, you know, if you if you're uh, you know if you're an NBA player, you're you're the best in the world. Uh, but then, amongst the best in the world, there are certain players that stand out mm-hmm. that that, uh, that take it to another level, and that's what we did with the estate reserve. We essentially identified three barrels uh, of wine uh, that we thought were performing better than the wow. rest, um, and uh, and set those aside. Uh, and they get the you know their own special bottle, their own special treatment, and then uh, and then uh, everything Cabernet. else goes into double back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And double back, double back is a wine that, that we uh, we just you know she's we've been we've been going we've been at it for a long time now and, and uh, um, we're really really proud of what's, what mm-hmm. goes into the double back cabernet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we feel like the the, the grapes that we're growing and, and our, our estate vineyards um, are among the best in the world. And then we've got a, a, just an amazing winemaking staff led by Josh McDaniel's that, that uh, um, they just do an amazing job with that wine. And we really feel like it will it does stand up on a national stage. You know in our in our first four vintages, we were top hundred wines in the world twice. Congratulations! Uh, and, I feel, and, I, and I feel like we can have continued to get better and better with that. Okay, kind of, I want to slow everything down. Exactly. Okay, I hear you grow the wine, you grow the grapes, and now what's the steps? Which which you guys, or does it go someplace else? Are you guys do y'all produce it, or you just grow the wine? No, we we're, we uh, we grow the grapes. Yes, sir. Um, uh, grapes, and bring them in, and then we uh, and then we make the wine. We're um, we've been uh, we're just now moving into a brand new winery that uh, that we built over the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, no, we take it every we we handle every step of it. We're fully wow. fully vertically integrated, and and bring uh, bring it uh, from from the ground to the bottle on your table. Uh, which that to me that's the really intriguing part of the of the business is you know you start out you're a farmer first and we you know we got our kids out there in 2007 and they got their hands dirty and planted vines mm-hmm. um, that now go into this these uh, these world class wines um, and uh, you know to me uh, the fact that you're a farmer first and you've got to understand uh, all that goes into that and then you're into the winemaking process and then you're into marketing and distribution and fulfillment and you know I've had to learn. Had to learn a lot more about accounting than I ever thought I would, and and uh, um, you know trying to figure out how you how you uh, how you manage your business so that you're making smart financial decisions on top of. Um, so you guys, so you guys grow it, pick it, grow it. We uh, we uh, we only have seven employees, so when we have uh, when we when we go to harvest, we have a, a, a contract. You know, you know everybody, everybody, up. everybody in the booth went seven. How they picking all these grapes? <laughs> uh, we've got uh, we, we got uh, we've got uh, contract crews that come through. They work for most of the vineyards in the valley, and they come mm-hmm. through and and they're absolute you know pros at what they do. We we went out to help harvest the one time, and they just told us to get out of the way. We we're just we we're just taking space. <laughs> right, 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 and, right, right. So they they so they come through and help us harvest the fruit, and then um, um, and they work for. Uh, you know, for a number of different vineyards in the yes, valley, sir. so they, yes, they stay really busy. Yes, and then, yes, uh, um, and then when it comes, the other time we need help is when we uh, when we go to to bottle and, and pack and, and ship. You know, then you know we can't do that with seven people, so we got to bring in ten <laughs> people before we do that. And because everything's seasonal, right? It's seasonal hires. Seasonal, exactly. yeah. Okay, yeah. and that's why that's why the, you have a seven full time, and then you have seasonal hires that you bring in for growing. Picking it and then uh, producing. Let me ask you this: right. Can one get your, your your wine? We heard about the wine club. 
What about getting you in a store, a restaurant? I, I know you're in the northwest part of the country. How can one get your wine if, they, if they're shopping? Yeah, you know, we, we're, we're distributed. Um we're distributed a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of the double back, um, you know, goes directly to people off of our, our list. Yes, sir. Uh, but we go out to distribution. We we sell about ninety percent of our wine directly to the consumers online. But then we're distributed. Mm-hmm. If people want to find a bottle in their store and try it before they commit to you know three bottles or six bottles or something mm-hmm. like that on our list, you can generally call your local wine shop and, and they can they can usually track down a bottle. Uh, it might take them a couple of days, but they can usually track down a bottle or two. I'm going to tell you this, uh, a, a McDonald name is going to pop up in your wine club. I'm not going to say her first name, but it's going to pop up. It's going to have McDonald. That will be my wife, sir. Okay? I love it. And I so, love it. Uh, so when you see that McDonald, you say, this is Rashawn's wife. Mm-hmm. We better mm-hmm. give him some wine <laughs> because she loves it. I, like I said, uh, this, this, I know she's going to tease me about this interview because of the fact that I, I just try to bring attention to people who are doing successful things. You're, you're a great family man. I've I followed your career. been a big fan. You, you know, uh, just, 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 just seeing you make this transition and, 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 and building a business, building a brand, and a legacy for your kids is not tied to athletics. That's amazing, my friend. Well, I appreciate it. You know, I had, I had, I had uh, great role models. None of us, you know, there's nobody out there that's successful that gets there on their own. I had great role models in my parents and some great coaches. And, and, uh, and then since I, you know, one of the things that I've encouraged um, other athletes to do that's been so amazingly helpful to me is I, I've got a group of business mentors now. And everything that I do in our business, I have, um, you know, eight or nine guys that I can go to. need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So, go to buyraycon.com iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds if you've been eyeing a pair now is the time to get an amazing deal one more time buy raycon.com slash iheart